everyone, welcome to Post Credit Brews. This is the podcast where we do review while drinking a cold brew. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And this is another edition of The Forgotten Files. Yep. So each month we're going to be doing one of these Forgotten Files, and Dave and I kind of figured um, there really wasn't too much Christmas content coming out that we wanted to review that much, for this year at least. Right. So we figured, like, what better way than do a Forgotten Files on just, uh, you know, some of my favorite Christmas movies, Dave's favorite Christmas movies. And just some of the ones that like, we both really just forgot about, too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few that I just I was like, yeah, that that's a Christmas movie. So, I mean, I don't know. This year, like, last Christmas, I think, was the only christmas movie that really kind of came out that and there was a netflix movie called claws that i didn't see but i heard good things about it yeah i know on disney plus they have that one that came out with uh bill Hader and anna kendrick uh, noel yes, noel i yeah. haven't seen that yet yeah I might check yeah. it out yeah no we'll, we'll see i know someone that saw it they said it was good so um i don't know if it's a movie really for me but we shall see right yeah. uh and we got a beer for today uh festive beer right dave yes so on tap today we have the trogues Mad Elf. Oh, man. This is the beer that gets me every year at your family's Christmas party. Well, it, it, it only gets, it gets broken out once a year at yes. the Christmas party because of that reason. So we're breaking tradition right now. For all of you, <laughs> we are we're taking this journey with the Mad Elf. Absolutely. And unfortunately, it does not come in a can, so we are stuck with the bottle again. The bottles. Um, I mean, you can still hear the sound, guys. So oh, yeah. Stop yelling. Stop getting angry. And just get over it's it. Still here. Yeah, exactly. So, so, all right. You ready, Dave? Cheers. Cheers. Pick up while it's cold, ladies. I will say, we compromise a little bit. Because the cans, you don't get a good clank. But, like, when you get bottles, you get a good clank. But you don't get a good crack. Well, half the journey is the adventure, too. So, I'm like, just trying to get the bottle open, too, with the opener. So, you feel empowered. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Dave's laughing. My reaction to the mad health. <laughs> um... He might also be laughing at my koozie that I'm uh, using. Yeah, I like your I like your gritty koozie a lot. Gritty koozie. It's it's good for big bottles. I have a couple other ones, but uh, this is the gritty koozie. I appreciate it. I, that's that's a different look for gritty though. Yeah, kind of kind of looks like yeah. uh, like grimace from McDonald's on acid. <laughs> I, you know, gritty is going to like 20 years from now he is going to be like the staple for like how you promote a mascot well because that whole marketing team for gritty is phenomenal well do you know the whole story behind behind gritty too it's it's really really interesting explain it to me the nhl has 32 teams yeah i think 32 teams and only two of them i know i know it was two only two of them didn't have mascots and the philadelphia flyers were one of them yeah so the nhl was like you need to get a mascot Mm -hmm. And you know, not many people really knew what to what to do about it, but like they were not happy about it. Yeah, yeah. So I think internally, internally, they I think this is true. They said that they were trying to make the ugliest, most hideous thing, they could possibly just out make. Of, just out of spite. Yeah, and it took off. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I remember hearing that, but you know what? I also remember hearing. I like that story better, but I remember hearing when they were when the the Eagles won uh, the Super Bowl. There was when they were doing the parade. You had all the mascots and the Flyers were just like underrepresented. Like yeah. I think even the. The freaking Union. I don't know if they had a mascot by then, but no, no, did they? I don't know. The Unions have a dragon now, and it's a dragon. It, I think it was it was built like a year ago. Yeah. Okay. So he wasn't there, but like all the other ones, like you had Franklin from the Sixers there. You had I don't the like Franklin. I'm not a big fan of the. Yeah, I'm not a dog. Like of all things, you could represent the Sixers with a dog. I've actually like entertained the idea of like getting in, into like writing. Writing. I want to like mm-hmm. like write. Like, like a movie or or something 
just maybe a show or something like that. I think yeah. I think maybe a movie with this idea about like the emergence of the Philly fanatic. I think I like that'd be that a, I think that'd be a really cool one, yeah. and just call the movie fanatic. <laughs> I like that idea. Because the story is really interesting. Like, if you look at the history of the Philly Fanatic, like, yeah, I think it'd be something yeah. that could be worth making a movie about. But I think it's telling that it's like, all right, we're going to make our mascot like an actual animal. And we're just like, what the hell is this thing? But, like, you have something like the Fanatic or Gritty, and people are just like, yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. Exactly. You know? <laughs> but gr- Gritty is the best thing to happen to Philly in a while, I think. Right? I think this when the Super Bowl might, might, be, might be up there. But, yeah, Gritty is definitely... Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I will. Yeah, I, I won't disagree with you on that, Dave, for sure. Yeah, what's the Union's mascot again? It's a dragon. It's a dragon. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, his name is something. I forget what. Yeah, I forget. But, yeah, Swoop. You really don't see Swoop too much. He's just kind of there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, right right now it's the Fanag and Grady taking storm. I mean, look at the shirt I'm wearing right now. You are. So for our listeners out there, so Dave has a shirt that is Pulp Fiction themed and it is Gritty and the Fanatic doing the iconic scene with uh, John Travolta and Samuel Jackson with the guns. Even even like down to like, the description of the gun, like it's not a gun, it's a hot dog gun. It's a... <laughs> Well, the Fanatic has a hot dog gun and Gritty has a t-shirt gun, I would imagine. Is that is that what they're going for? Oh god, I hope that's a t-shirt gun. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's uh, th- this whole episode. You know, we're gonna scratch the Christmas idea. We're just gonna talk about Philly mascots, um, gritty. Although we could honestly do an entire episode on gritty. Tag gritty, tag the Flyers. Say, let's make something happen. Absolutely, we got, it, we got. It. This is this is us. This is me at least calling. I we need to talk to gritty. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. The and, man, uh, the man behind the mask or woman. I mean, twenty nineteen <laughs> doesn't you know? Could be either. Yeah, gritty. Just like, look at him on that shirt. Like he looks like. He looks crazy. The fanatic is at least like pretty reserved with it, but like gritty, it's just like, man. <laughs> but I think it's like the eyes too with gritty too, because like yeah. they're googly eyes. So yeah. like, he yeah. always looks like he's like twisted. Yeah. You know what I love with gritty is like him, just like you see him walking and he just does that like head turn, like that very like sudden, just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the eyes are going crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, now we love gritty here. We fully support him at Post Credit Brews, but that is not what this episode is about. We are going to be talking Christmas-themed movies, Forgotten Files, special. We have the beer, the Mad Elf. Like we were saying, it's a uh, it's a pretty heavy beer. Very so, heavy. Uh, let's jump into it, though, Dave. Your favorite Christmas movie. And it, this doesn't even have to be a forgotten thing. Like, if Elf is your favorite Christmas movie, let's talk about it. Well, what is your favorite it. Christmas movie? I have to go with Home Alone. I will not argue with you on that. Home Alone is really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's the other one? Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. That's it. Home Alone's good. What's the what's the mom's name? In like, uh, in Home Alone, it's like Kath, Catherine and I, I haven't seen Home Alone in a while, so I don't and, know. and the the mom the mom's a big actress. Yeah, I forget her name. Something right, but no, that Home Home Alone's a, is a classic. Yeah, yeah. Home Alone's good. I think they've really kind of found a lot of, they've really been, I mean, just recently in the past few years, they really have been digging through nostalgia for a lot of things. And I feel like Home Alone is one of those, you see Verizon commercials or one of those commercials. Yeah. Home Alone themed, different things like that. Home Alone's great. That's a, uh, it's a great choice. Yeah. No. And uh, Macaulay Culkin was like in his prime. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of, kind of went off the walls a little bit after that, but yeah. 
I, I always like people relating Macaulay Culkin to cricket, and it's always sunny because <laughs> they look very like similar. <laughs> they do look alike. I never heard that. That's great. Yeah. I could totally see that. Macaulay Culkin's good. I like this isn't Christmas theme, but his his brother Kieran McCulkin. Here, Kieran Culkin. Culkin, right? McCulkin. McCulkin. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Oh, Culkin. Yeah. Culkin. Yeah. yeah. Is that the Madoff talking? That's a, you've heard here, <laughs> we don't know his last name, but Kieran Culkin, he, um, he is great in the HBO, the HBO show Succession. I never watched se- I never, I never seen that, no. It, Succession, in my opinion, is the best show on TV right now. I'll have to check it out. But his brother's in it. Very unrelated, but, uh, let's jump back to Home Alone, though. What's funny about Home Alone? I Explain. I just, I just saw a, a documentary on, I think it was Netflix, mm-hmm. and they were talking about you know, all of John Hughes' movies and all kind of stuff. You know, yeah. John Hughes was director of this, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was right, right, writer, director? Uh no, he did not. Christopher Columbus directed this, but John Hughes wrote it. Okay. Christopher Columbus, he's he's not unknown to the uh movie industry, you know? He's done some good movies. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, you know, John Hughes he wrote he wrote it. But, but a lot of his movies like took place. In the in the surrounding areas of Chicago, like the same area of Chicago, yeah. Like if you like, for example, if you go to Chicago now, I think the McAllister House is considered a tourist site. I know that there's like a fence, there's like a fence around it. Yeah. And uh, you know, everyone goes and takes their picture. You know, there's just the whole like hands on the face yeah, screaming yeah. kind of kind of picture for it. And but not many people know that down the street there's like an abandoned high school, and inside the gym there, they actually built the interior of the McAllister house. So th- pretty much the whole movie Home Alone was filmed inside of a, a school gymnasium. It's interesting. Yeah, and I, I, I think I think it's for a couple couple of his other movies too. <laughs> I may be wrong about it, but I, I think that that was the impression that I got when I was watching this. No, it's it's interesting to think about. So you're saying the whole McAllister house was constructed in this high school? Yeah, so but like, the exterior was the what, house. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. Not so even like the second floors, like they built in this gymnasium. Mm-hmm. Like like st- like wooden stairs go up. Yeah, like the whole thing's inside of a gym. Cool. Because you think about it, like the ups- um, upstairs doesn't have like ceilings. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's that's true. So it's so, just so it's just walls. Can I ask you, Dave? Can you explain this to me? So Home Alone one happens, and then you have Home Alone two, Lost in New York. The- how does that happen a second time? How how do they forget their kid a second time? I've never seen Home Alone 2. I've seen Home Alone 1. I've never seen Home Alone 2. you never seen Home Alone 2? Explain it to me. Yeah. What, Lost in New York? Yes. Do I have to explain the whole movie? Please. Not, not, the, not the whole oh. movie, but just like, how do they forget their kid a second time? Like, uh, they should honestly, what, if that would happen today, what would happen to the parents? They, they'd probably get jail time, for sure. I mean, again, I think you suspend reality, so like the early 90s, I feel like something would have happened to them, but it's a movie, so. Yeah. It's literally like the same exact like layout, you know. Family goes on a trip, you know. Th- but this time when they're running to the airport, they're all make sure Kevin's there. I-, I think he he gets on the wrong flight. It's not that they just forgot him, like you know. In the big in this one, like they're extra making extra sure that they have Kevin. And then once they get to the airport, they forget him. He collides with them, a flight attendant running to the gate. Yeah. And all the tickets that they have get ma- mixed and matched up. So then, mm-hmm. you know, he he goes to New York, and they, I think they go. To, it's either. I think it's Florida in this one. Yeah, it's, they go to Florida in this one. 
that's where they're going in it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I mean, I like them both. It's just like when you get to the third one, the fourth one, the fifth one, when they change. Comes too much. They, yeah. they change Kevin's. Yeah, yeah. That, but is it that's still supposed it, to be Kevin? Okay, it's it's McAllister. You know, the the whole cast has changed. That's stupid. Yeah. The whole scenarios are changed too. Like it, okay, the third. Don't even waste your 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 time on the third and the fourth and the fifth ones. It's not good. Yeah. No, they're terrible. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. I mean, how does Joe Pesci show up in it? Like, and, listen, Post Credit Bruise is a big supporter of Joe Pesci. Uh, we uh, we love Joe. <laughs> we love. <laughs> Watch our Irishman episode. We. We gawk over Joe Pesci, <laughs> but like again, like how does and I think you kind of fall into those similar like sequel tropes. But like, what does he just follow Kevin to New York and he's got like a vendetta against him? Like, what is that whole thing? Oh, and Lost in New York. Yeah, yeah. Because he's good in the first one, but it's like, how do they show up again? Chasing oh, no, no, oh, no. Harry and Warver are both in the second one together. Mm-hmm. They literally just happen to be in New York. They they escape jail and like sneak into the back of like this fish truck. And that's, okay. how, that's how they get into New York. Yeah, yeah. Ironically, at the same time. And they mm-hmm. literally just bump into each other. And, yeah. You know. I gotta watch it. I, I think the they're whole, making... The, the whole movie is around based around the Web Bandits wanting to rob this F.A. Schwartz kind of style toy store. Yeah. Okay. And Kevin prevents them from doing it. He yeah. conveniently has a cousin that has a house in New York that's abandoned. And that's where he does all of his schemes from. It's abandoned. Yeah. Yeah. Just conveniently. Yeah. But who's who's like another funny name that, that shows up in there? Yeah. Well, there's two of them. Yeah. Uh, Rob Schneider is like the the hotel guy. Okay. And Tim Curry is like the guy that runs the hotel that that he's staying at. Okay. I don't know if we talked about Rob Schneider on this episode. We're we're planning on doing a Sandler centric episode toward the end of the month, so stay tuned. But Tim Curry, we've talked about before. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. I mean, it's not. I mean, I mean, and, and like I say, it just goes downhill from there. Yeah, yeah, and I'm to kind of jump into it. I'm trying to think of my like favorite Christmas movies. I mean, I I feel like you can't even count this one, but like a Christmas Story. I love that movie. It's but, good. I mean, the problem the problem is now that they they play it like 24 hours on Christmas Eve and exactly, Christmas Day, you get saturated with it. Yeah, and then but then that also goes to my next favorite Christmas movie, where I think again like it gets very oversaturated during the holidays. But like Elf, I yeah, Elf is a great. Great Christmas movie. That might be my favorite Christmas movie. To be oh. honest with you, Elf's good. Yeah, I don't think many people expected it to to no. become such a, a cult classic. It's it's now considered a cult classic. I think. I, I don't know if you called it. I mean, it was always popular. I feel like I don't know if you called it a cult classic, but like, you know, I think people forget about the movie a lot. Do you know who directed Elf? No, John Favreau. Oh, that's right, John Favreau did do that. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like people forget about it. And he is like a small part in it, and he's like a doctor. But we don't gotta spend too much time talking about Elf. But like, I'll just say like I think that might be my favorite Christmas movie. I, I don't remember seeing it in the theaters, but I remember getting it when it came on DVD. I saw it in the theaters and watching it a lot. Yeah, yeah, I remember like yeah, I remember because like that would have been a good movie to see in theaters with yeah. an audience, you know? Oh yeah, like the, I yeah. I distinctly remember like the, the crowd reaction being like really really positive toward mm-hmm. it. Like I, I don't think I, I've heard much laughter besides you and I seeing Hall Pass at the theaters, or seeing or seeing like Shrek for the first time in yeah, theaters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there are certain movies that you see with a crowd that you're just like, all right, this is a good movie. Like I said, I think that gets forgotten. John Favreau directed it. James Caan's great in that. He just plays a grumpy old man. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Great movie though. No, it was a good. Uh, it was a good vehicle for Will Ferrell. You know what I like a lot too? Muppets Christmas Carol. I haven't seen that in forever. I, that might be one that I, I might mark as forgotten. Yeah. I forgot about that. I put that on. Uh, I, I listened to that soundtrack the other day when I was driving, and I was like, this is, this is a good movie. <laughs> yeah, Michael Caine plays uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, and then you have the, kind of like the Muppets filling in every single other role. So, like, Kermit's playing uh, Bob Cratchit. Yeah. You know? Um, you have different Muppets playing the ghosts and all that stuff, but it, it's good. It's... um. Again, I mean, I think with most of those movies, the music is really kind of what's going to drive. That's you know, fun. Yeah, drive the whole thing. It, it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. To it's watch. an innocent yeah. movie. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of like those um those nineteen seventies uh claymation Christmas specials. Those classic ones, yeah. Which um like a uh, we had them when I was a kid. I remember having the VHS. The VHS is yeah. I had um the year of Dad of Santa Claus. Yeah, it's always great. Yeah, and the same yeah. thing like the music was awesome in it. You always remember the music. It always it always kind of kind of stuck with remember you. Remember the the yeah. Heat Miser. <laughs> and the, and a, was it the uh, was it Freeze Miser or Mr. Freeze? What, what, what do they call him? I, I think it was the Heat Miser and it was Mr. Freeze, where he's like, I'm Mr. White Christmas, I'm Mr. Snow. Great. I, I remember watching those classic movies, yeah. Um, yeah they, they like Rudolph the Red News Reindeer and Santa yeah, Claus is coming to yeah. town. Yeah. You know what I hate, too? And I remember this specifically with Muppets Christmas Carol, is I can remember watching it and then... Do you ever see when like they have like do like dates for like when things are going away? So like I remember that with Muppets Christmas Carol. So it was like it was available on HBO until January sixth, and when I saw it after Christmas, I was just like that just makes me depressed. Yeah, like yeah. seeing it there. <laughs> but now I I mean I think with those classic movies we're talking about with Muppets Christmas Carol, like it's the music that really kind of kind of gets you. Oh yeah. So yeah, they were no nah, they were. Good movies, and I'm I'm trying to think of what else like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, I no, love that. Movie. Christmas Vacation's awesome. The, <laughs> that, that's great. The, Cousin the, Eddie. Cousin Eddie's great. And the opening with the cartoon. Yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 <laughs> the opening music's incredible. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you got you got like all all the the famous lines like "Shitter's full" and <laughs> yeah, just Cousin Eddie with like the the hat with the flaps and like, the <laughs> bathroom. It's <laughs> like empty in the septic tank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um Jelly of the Month Club. Jelly of the Month Club, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? Like, I switched apartments a couple years ago, and the first Christmas that I had with the people that I, I just like started working with, mm-hmm. the first Christmas gift I, I got everybody in that department was scratch offs. Yeah, but yeah. I but I stapled Jelly of the Month Club like uh, to, to the back of it, so it looked like it was like a business card. That's awesome. And the other side, it was a, it was a scratch off. That's what you win. And yeah. and I made a I put the name on it and made it. I personalized. I yeah. go I go all out for Christmas gifts. Hey, no, it's you know what uh, Christmas makes you do that, right? It's my favorite time of year. It really yeah. is. And and I know Christmas vacation was always my family's tradition. So they would make we make Thanksgiving dinner, and then I remember we would get um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation on, and that was always. It was always solid. Do you do the uh, like the the White Christmas or the Chinese Pollyanna, wherever it's called? We don't. We just we just go all out. We get everyone gifts. Oh, that's like, cool. We're, yeah, yeah. So. We so like for my like, extended family, we have like there's like sixty, seventy of us. Like, it grows every year. I, I, I can't even tell you how how big my family is anymore. Yeah. But I think that's the but, difference. Is like you you do like the whole thing with the distant cousins. Like with me, it's just like me and my siblings. Yeah, and, and all you know. But we do like kind of like like what offices do for you know. Yeah. Choose a number and mm-hmm. everyone buys a gift for like fifty bucks and go for it. And you just go and grab it and you can yeah. you can you can swap and steal and mm-hmm. it, it it gets fun. Dirty Christmas. 
but for a while we were doing like with my extended family we were doing uh was make it bake it grow it or sell it and like that's like what they what we coined it but it was pretty much just making like personalized gifts like you chose so like at thanksgiving you chose someone's name out of a hat and you had to give them a, you had to make them a gift and I, like I, said, I went all out for them so for like one year for example i had my younger cousin and i i knew that he, he just he was playing football so i I put him on a. I made a canvas of him on a Wheaties box, like throwing a football, mm-hmm. for for one, for example. Yeah, like just stuff like that. So it, it was nice and personal in that way. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, but with uh, my like with my immediate family, you know, we we just just like choose one person's name and we just get them something. You just and, jump and that, into that's it. That's how we do it. Yeah. 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 No, it's you know. I mean, I think people get wrapped up in that whole idea of like I have to get this person a gift, this person a gift, this person a gift. It's not about that. It's just no. you know. It's, it's just like, a I think season I, of being thankful and all that. I th- I think it's really more so about like being together. It's a big family aspect of Christmas, mm-hmm. um, for sure. And I, you know, and I mean, even not even just family related, but I know like for us, Dave, like we've always had the tradition of the day before Christmas Eve, we've always went to the movies. Yeah, we've done that for close to ten years. I mean. I've done it with my family for more than 10 years, but I know, like, together, we've done it for close to 10 years now. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to go back to the movies. So, like... The last couple have been g- Star Wars. G- exactly, yeah, because Star Wars movies have come out Christmas time, and I, I think that's the perfect time for Star Wars movies to come out. But, I mean, if you'll indulge me in this, Dave, like, I'll go back to when this tradition started. So, I remember the first movie I had seen the day before Christmas Eve was Lord of the Rings The Two Towers with my parents. And this tradition really started with my parents. So it started with Lord of the Rings and Two Towers in 2002. And then 2003 was Return of the King. I'm going to be shocked if you know all these. Like... I'm going to name them all. I'm going to name them all. So 2002, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. 2002, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. 2004, we saw a series of unfortunate events with Jim Carrey. 2005 was Peter Jackson's King Kong. Uh, we didn't see anything in 2006. I remember that. 2007 was Sweeney Todd, and then I think this next year, 2008, we started seeing we started seeing movies together because my family kind of removed ourselves from that tradition. Yeah. But like we, we started then, so we saw Yes Man. Uh, the next year we saw Christmas Carol. Oh, with Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. With Jim. Car- so two Jim Carrey movies back to back, and then we saw The Fighter, Mark Wahlberg. That was a good movie. Yep. I forgot about that one. 2011, we saw Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol, that? another good movie. I yeah. Think that, yeah, it's my favorite Mission Possible out of all of them. It's a great one. I I won't talk shit if that's your favorite, but mm. it's a good one. 2012, I saw The Hobbit. I don't know if you saw that with us. I think I did. We started jumping in. John started joining us for these. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, The Hobbit. 2013, Anchorman 2. Where we Anchor, saw it with Anchorman. me, John. My dad went to see that with us. Bad. Chicken the Cave. Yeah, yeah. 2014, what we say? The Hobbit, the third Hobbit, maybe the last one in that trilogy. It was a pretty bad movie. 2015, Force Awakens. That was cool. That that was a really cool experience, I thought. Oh, the Star Wars one? Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, it was Star Wars. So Rogue One the next year. Favorite Star Wars movie. Uh, last Jedi the next year. It's a good Star Wars movie. And what did we see last year? 2018. Aquaman. It's a bad movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, Aquaman, yeah. I didn't like Aquaman. But... That tradition has kind of carried over. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to carry it over this year, though, Dave. Yeah, just we like might see it time, the year before timing restrictions, timing and, kind of... and work. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll still 
it's still going to be called our Christmas movie, wherever we see. Absolutely. Rise of Skywalker, obviously. That's probably going to be Star Rise of Skywalker, yeah. yeah. Star Wars episode dropping soon. Yep. Stay tuned. But, I mean, Christmas is interesting. You keep those traditions alive, you know? Mm-hmm. Different things like that. Pizza lot. time. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Mad Elf nipping at her nose. <laughs> Alright, Matt, let's talk about the beer we're drinking today. This is Mad Elf from Trogues. It's a, it's a it's a recipe for disaster. Absolutely. Look at the look at the elf on the on the cover. He's trashed. He's done. Once a year. You only drink this once a year. Yeah, Except I break it out once a year for the, my, my annual Christmas party. It gets the job done. I think one or two of these and you're you're done for the night. Absolutely. Don't. Yeah. You're you're done. I mean, I don't think we've had one one or two in one sitting. Though I think we've exceeded that. Mm-hmm. At least the past couple of parties we've had. Yeah, this is this is a heavy beer, and there's only there's a reason you only have this once a year. The holidays at Trogue start with our inner Mad Elf momentarily taking over the brew deck. So blame him for this cheerful ruby red creation brewed with cherries, honey and spiced Belgian yeast, reminiscent of cinnamon, clove, and allspice. Ugh. And Matt, I gotta be honest, weighing in at 11% alcohol, this is not something that you want to have one or two, or even more lightly. You don't want to be driving while after having one of these. Definitely not. This is a uh, this is a heavy beer. It's a lot of alcohol content in it. This is keys in the fishbowl kind of beer. Uh. Yes, it is. Do not drive with this one. We don't encourage it. Trogues doesn't encourage it. Happy Christmas, but yes, don't don't be driving with this one. What are your thoughts on the overall taste of it? Like, do you really taste the cherries and in, in the in the honey in it? Can I say something? The more I drink it, the more I taste the cherries. But like, you have that first sip, and you're just like, eh, okay. But the more you drink it, the more you're like, I get the honey, I get the cherries. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's. This isn't a beer to, to, to drink for pleasure. This is a beer to drink with a purpose. Don't drink this one lightly. Have one, and that's it. How many brews would you give this? Four. I give four? it four. Yeah. 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 I give it a. I give it four too. It's good, but like Trog- stay where you're yeah. at. If yeah. You're gonna have it. Yeah. Trogues is all more on the stronger side when it comes to beers and the, and just just naturally. So, I mean, you have. If you're drinking a Trogues, you got to go in with the mindset that it's going to be a heavier, darker beer. It's going to get weird. Yeah. It may not, it, I don't, it doesn't go down like too, too pleasantly. Yeah. For my, for my tasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, Dave. It's a, it's a dark beer. It's a heavy, heavy beer. So ha- enjoy the holidays, guys. Welcome back to Post Better Brews with Matt and Dave. What do you think is like the the best Christmas gift you ever got? The best Christmas gift I've ever gotten. You put me on the spot there, Dave. How about I, me- how about most memorable? Does, does that make it easier? Yeah. No, I. And this is kind of like a few Christmas gifts, but I remember when I was younger, I used to get um, a lot of like Lord of the Rings action figures. Cool. And I remember I used to I used to think they were really cool. Nice. Um, you know, I mean, when I was younger, I used to like play with them and all that stuff. But that was always. That was always a really cool gift. I always liked getting them. Yeah. So, they were always cool. Um, but again, like, I got to that point where I, like, I mean, 
usually what I would ask for for Christmas was just like DVDs, yeah, like Blu-rays and stuff, and it was it was cool. But like, I mean, there was something with like when I would get those action figures that was always really cool. I never really got into DVDs. I was I'm, I'm more so like I go see it in the theater. Like I I make like like you know yeah I like yeah. the the whole experience of like going down to the movies and seeing it and then mm-hmm. like. I don't still have time to watch DVDs. Yeah, and and I can remember like when when my mom would ask me for what my Christmas list was that year. I would always put like maybe like three or four DVDs, and we would we were always allowed to ask for five things. And it was like we always knew like we couldn't ask for a big thing. We couldn't ask for like a GameCube or like a Wii, uh, but something small. And I could always remember like my list like more than half of it was like DVDs. So like the big movies that came out that summer, I would always ask for for Christmas. But I can remember, like, my mom would be like, look, if this is what you're asking for, like, that's all you're going to get. And I'd just be like, cool. Like, that, that's what I want. But you always kind of knew, like, all right, like, all I want are movies for Christmas. So, like, I knew that's what I was going to get. But my parents were always really good. They used to get me, I guess they would do, like, the discount bargain bin from, like, Walmart and stuff. So, like, I used to get a lot of, like, really good movies through that. One Christmas, I remember getting the, the Happy Gilmore Billy Madison DVD combo that's awesome and that that was always cool but like yeah i mean i would always ask for like the big movie that came out so like 2007 when that came out i remember asking for uh spider-man 3 harry potter and the order of the phoenix and pirates of the caribbean 3 and i remember that was like that was ha- more than half my christmas list you know so now you're, you're definitely passionate about about movies <laughs> yeah and I, I was really into that and like i really didn't I mean, again, like, Christmas, like, I feel like people get so wrapped up in the gifts, and this is what I want, this is what I want, but, like, I just wanted DVDs. Like, I forget what else I even asked for that year, but we were only allowed to ask for, like, a certain amount. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I mostly just, just got clothes growing up. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't the worst thing. No, no. I, I mean, the older I'm getting, the more I appreciate when I get clothes. Yeah, for absolutely. Christmas, absolutely. Right? Yeah. But I, re- I remember, like, just the funny story. I had gotten a Game Boy Color for the first time. Ooh, okay. And it was, like, yellow and blue. So the front of it was yellow, and the back of it was blue. Yeah. It was really cool. I had the Pokemon Pikachu and Togepi and Jigglypuff the yeah. all in the corner of the screen. Mm-hmm. And the, the power button was a Pokeball. Oh, okay. That was all in the Game Boy? Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. And I yeah. had gotten I gotten three Game Boy games with it. For the very first Game Boy, I got three games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, one of them was yellow version. Okay. For Pokemon, yeah. Do you remember remember that game? Absolutely. Yeah, that was the first Pokemon game I ever got. And you know it was, classic game. Yeah. yeah. I mean I don't know how to say much about it. Mm-hmm. it was a classic game. Yeah. I played it, and I remember my mom asking me, "How how are the games that you played?" And I said, "Yeah, I mean I really liked playing playing the yellow one. Yeah. So what about the other two? And I said they they were fine too, but I think they were just like. They seemed pretty similar. She had gotten me yellow, <laughs> red, and blue Poke- yeah. like Pokemon versions at the same time without even knowing that they were the same game. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah. each one of them, I always started with Charmander. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, I always started with the water Pokemon. That was always, that was my go-to. I see. You, oh, you, you never started I, with the leaf. You, you copped out with going against against the rock leader, your first badge. Exactly. Yeah. You just you. Well. All right. So let let's break it down. So there's yeah, a, that there's first a sur- one. You know you're gonna win because you can use like water gun and kill the onyx, like that. The second one you're in an even battle. You fight the water Pokemon, but 
Yeah. You see, like, I always chose Charmander, so I always had the adversity of going twice against all odds. Because you start out with either yeah. a Charmander Pidgey combo, or you start out with a Charmander Ratatata rat, rat, combo, or, or, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you're going up against a, like, a rock going up against a fire. Like, you're fucked. Like, yeah. Yeah, you need to get the you need to get that G to like like a level twelve. If you're evenly just, just, matched at that point. There's times when like you had to like if you like were really bad, you had to like get your a Charmeleon and get really grow that to like like a level sixteen just to beat the rock. I can remember when I first played Yellow. You know what I did? I put the Pikachu in the computer. I didn't want to use him. Yeah, I didn't like him chasing me around. So like I I trained up a Pidgey, I trained up a Caterpie, and you just kind of build it from there. But like I I don't know maybe. It, if I could go back in time and tell my seven-year-old self, like, use the Pikachu, <laughs> I would do that. But like, when I played Yellow, what, I, using I like scratch and tail, scratch and tail whip, but that's not gonna get you against a rock. Though. I guess I wasn't patient. I guess I just, you know, like I said, I. But again, one of the best Pokemon I ever trained, I think, was the Pidgey, and then he joined up to a Pidgeot, and it was the great Pokemon. I think I trained him up to a level one hundred. You know what's funny though is when like once you get get the Pidgeot or the Pidgeot, whatever it is, and you make it learn fly. Yeah, and then oh, and then and then, and then and then once you go and you get like one of the three rare birds, like uh, <laughs> you, you just just discord that thing. Like the I forgot about. It. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get me this far. I'm just. Gonna... But yeah. you always kept a pigeon in your back pocket, like, like and, and or, or a Pokemon that could do all, yeah. them, and you teach yeah. up all of them the HM moves that you can't get rid of. Yeah. Can I bring up a, a point, Dave? And we'll go back to Christmas presents. <laughs> one Christmas, I remember one of the things I asked on the list. I think I was like eight years old. Was Pokemon cards. And oh, I wanted those the, things were like I, I've seen friendships be built and broken yeah. because of Pokemon cards. But the legit Pokemon cards, like the ones we would play with in grade school, and I can remember for Christmas the one year I got Topps brand Pokemon cards, and I I flipped the shit <laughs> very selfishly. Like I, I was a brat. You asshole. Like I was yeah I was a, I was a brat, <laughs> but I did not get the legit Pokemon cards. It was <laughs> Topps brand. And I, I was pissed. I, I was really angry. Um, Did you have like like the little the, like the the book with the had the Pokemon on the front and you could put the cards in the in the clear covers and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I had a whole binder for them, and I, I was a brat regarding it. So I, <laughs> I apologize to my parents about my reaction to getting those Pokemon cards. But uh, you know who yeah, else was big. You know who else was a brat though? Yeah. Jamie from the movie Jingle All the Way. Ooh, good segue. Jingle All the Way is a good Christmas movie. It's I think it's out there as like one of my one of my top ones. Yeah. Arnold's in it. Um Young Anakin. <laughs> Sinbad. A young Anakin Skywalker's in it. Rita Wilson's in it. Um uh, Phil Hartman is yeah, in it. Yeah, Phil Hartman. Jingle All the Way is good. I feel like people kind of discredit this movie a lot. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a, a shitty father that's trying to recon- reconnect with his son. He promises to get him this tr- action figure, Turbo Man. Turbo Man. And it's, the whole movie is just him going, ar- going around trying to find a last minute. Mm-hmm. Hijinks and comedy ensue throughout. Sinbad wants it too, and they're just uh, they're chasing it throughout this whole movie. Yeah. You know, heartful ending, you know. He finally gets the, the toy for him, and the kid gives it to Sinbad. Because kid gives it up because in in his quest to get it, Arnold Schwarzenegger dresses up as the action figure to Turbo Man. Yeah, yeah. Turbo Man to to get it. So then it's like I got the real one at home or something like that. Yeah, 
what, what, whatever. Yeah. Christmas. I, this might have been the last like movie movie Arnold Schwarzenegger did before he started getting into politics. I don't know. No, he, didn't he just recently just do another um? But I, I'm talking about like back then. I mean, I mean, this movie came out in '97, and I, I can't really name a movie outside of the Terminator series that he has been in since this, right? I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but right. No, nah, this is uh. I feel like people really kind of talk shit about this movie. I mean, you could poke holes through this movie, but I feel like so many other Christmas movies, you can just poke holes through too, and you just kind of give a pass to. Like for example, how about the Grinch? Jim Carrey version? See, I like the Jim Carrey version. Yeah. I've never seen it all the way through. It's good. Yeah. Like, like I think there's a novelty with that where I think it's better with age. I think the older you get, the more you start to really appreciate and enjoy it. Jim Carrey version? Yeah. Wow, okay. The, uh, I mean, the, the cartoon's a classic. Yeah. It's also like a half hour, so it's not like it's too... And then you have the, the new one that came out last year. Oh, I've never that's, seen no, it. That's awful. I haven't seen Have you seen it? No, I I saw a movie review on YouTube about it, and like they just broke it down scene by scene, and that that it's they tear it apart. Yeah, it's not good. No, it's not good at all. All right, so avoid it. <laughs> yeah, no, I I've never been into the Grinch. I've never finished it all the way through, but I, I appreciate Jim Carrey though. Yeah, I think he, I think he played it perfectly. You know what's funny? I saw so there's a YouTube com- like a commercial for. The behind-the-scenes footage that, that got released when Jim Carrey did Man on the Moon. Yeah. And someone dubbed all, all that footage out and threw in clips of the, of the Grinch. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. I, I can see that because, like, I, when I saw that Man on the Moon document, like, he was such an asshole on that whole set. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah, to, to do, like, a comedic take on, like, all right, we'll, we'll do this with the Grinch instead of Man on the Moon. Yeah, there's, there's like, a, like, like, you see the different interviews that Jim Carrey is saying. He's like... You know, at one point, he, meaning like the the Grinch. The, the Grinch, tabbed me on the shoulder and said, "It's okay. I'll 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 be filming the rest of my movie. I'll take over." Yeah. And he's like, and there's there's times when I just became a complete asshole and I was completely like out, out of out of my mind. And you just see just different birds, like scenes of yeah, him as the yeah. Grinch, just you know doing his thing. The whole thing. It was funny. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I I gotta watch that. I had to finish the Grinch movie. Yeah. But Grinch is good. You know a movie I like, too? And if we're staying with comedies, uh, do you remember The Night Before from 2015? Oh, yeah, that's, that was really good. And I, I feel like there is not a lot of audience for an R-rated Christmas movie. I feel like you're really kind of like swinging for the fences if you're trying to see that do yeah. well. But The Night Before, I, I loved uh, The Night Before. Yeah. Um, you have Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen, and uh, Anthony Mackie. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt kind of plays this character who whose family passed away on Christmas Eve, and uh, Seth Rogen and Anthony Mackie really try and work their hardest to try and like console him on that night every year. Yeah, they have a tradition um, where they all go they all go out for a night at a rendezvous. Mm-hmm. They did it for like fourteen or some years. Eve. Yeah, but everyone's like growing their own distance. I think Anthony Mackie exactly. is like Anthony Mackie is like a professional football He's player, a big NFL player. Yeah, and. Uh, I think Seth, Seth Rogen's, Rogen's about to have a baby. And he and super he, stressed out about it. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I think he's um kind of like a man-child. Like not like a man-child, but like he's kind of like Arrested Development. He's stuck where he is. Well, I, th- I think he's like he's down the dumps, you know, with the whole thing with his family. I think his girlfriend just left him. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. big part. He's very bitter about that about that breakup. Mm-hmm. But what kind of kept them together with these friends is just them going out on Christmas Eve and getting obliterated. But no, I, I like this movie a lot. This movie made like no money. Like no one saw this movie. <laughs> I know. 
But it, it's such a funny movie. It's really funny. It's really, really funny. Um, Definitely go check it out. It's, I mean, it's rated R. I mean, take it's that. It's rated Take, take what you want with that. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what stood out to you in this movie, Dave? There's a lot of cameos. I know that, uh, Mindy yeah. Kaling's in it. James Franco makes an appearance. <laughs> you just spoiled it for the audience. But this movie's also been out for four years, so we can spoil this movie for you. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. I like Michael Shannon in this. Michael he Shannon's plays, like, their teacher. He, so Michael Shannon plays, like, their old, like, teacher who, like, deals on pot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is good. I relate to this movie a lot. I don't know why. I think like, it, I, I think do. it's like the one rated R Christmas movie that that I would like. I know they had they have like the Office Christmas Party that was also rated R. Kind kind of forgot about that. That movie sucked. And I know they had the uh, Robert. And that, they also had the Billy Bob Thornton. Is it Billy Bob Thornton? Bad Santa. The Bad Santa. Yeah, yeah. Bad Santa's funny. I haven't seen it in a while. John Ritter's in it. Is he? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. One of like his last movies, I think. Oh, okay. Is it? Yeah, now John Ritter's in Bad Santa. What are your thoughts on John Ritter, Dave? Oh, gone too soon. I miss him. He was only 54. Yeah, now, I mean, this was his last, like, movie movie. Like, Jeez. actual, like, he did voice work for Clifford and King of the Hill after it, but his last, like, actual, like, acting Part wow! In I didn't know that. Well, Rest in peace, John Ritter. Wasn't he? Wasn't he doing um that ABC Family show or ABC show? Eight Simple Rules. Yeah, wasn't he doing Eight, eight Simple Rules when he was when he died? Yeah, uh, I mean the show ended. It was like in between seasons, but I guess he didn't film the next season. Oh, uh, yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Let's, let's pour one out for John. Amen. Remember Jack Frost, Michael Keaton. Oh my word. Let's go into a serious topic of John Ritter to Jack Frost. Uh, Jack Frost. Michael Keaton voices the titular character. Dave, can I ask you a question? Sure. Have you ever woken up and had Jack Frost nipping at your nose? Not sober. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Jack Frost. I, I've never seen this movie, Dave, but you talk about it all the time. It's great. Every time I hang out with you, you're like, have you seen Jack Frost? Have you seen Jack Frost? Have you seen Jack Frost? And I'm like, no, I have not. I mean, even the 4th of July, I mentioned it to you, I think. You did. <laughs> it's not even fucking Christmas season. And you mentioned Jack Frost. <laughs> it's good. Hey, sell this movie to me. Can I say something? Michael Keaton voices Jack Frost, so that's enough for me. Any, anything Michael Keaton's involved with, I will watch. But sell it to me. It's, a, it's sort of a, a melancholy, sad tale where... Michael Keaton plays plays this guy. His name's Jack, and he I forget. I honestly I forget the last name. Frost. Is it Frost? I don't know. <laughs> the movie's called Jack Frost. That's why I think. So it's uh, it's the this guy Jack. He's in a in a band, a traveling band. So he's always out on the road. Never has time for the wife and kid. Yeah. And the kid's probably like an annoying little shit. No, he, I mean. Oh, is he? No. Okay. He's just disappointed that his father's usually, not around. Thanks for making me feel horrible. <laughs> what is the matter with you? Usually in these movies, the kid is just annoying as hell. <laughs> no, this, no, this, no, this, this kid wasn't wasn't too right, bad. He, he was good. Okay, cool. So, the kid's a hockey player, and you know that misses hockey game. It's kind of like the same jingle all the way kind of setup. Okay. 
you know, and cool. and Jack comes back and says, you know, I promise we're gonna go to vacation at the mountain house, and this could be a lot of fun. We're gonna have Christmas. Yeah. And then, then I think right as they're leaving, he gets a call that his band's gonna has a, a gig to like get them on the map. So he ditches them and goes and plays, and he's driving up this mountain in a snowstorm, mm-hmm. swerves and dies. Shit. So yet you have like a really emotional like like part of this movie. Mm-hmm. They played this on landslide. By Stevie Nicks, mm-hmm. Fleetwood Mac. Did she sing it or As, is it a cover? It's Stevie Nicks singing singing it, oh, and the kids shove on snow be, because the because he's like helping his mom out and just break and the, break, and, and, the and just breaks down and starts crying and the oh. mom embraces him and yeah, and then they build a snowman together. As and, one would do, yeah, in grieving and for and one of the things that that Jack gave his son his harmonica yeah. says something corny like a. If you play this, I'll always be with you, or whatever. whatever. <laughs> and, you know, he makes a statement, kid plays it, and then the spirit of Jack becomes alive within this snowman. As one would. Okay. And, you know, it's it's just, you know, all the, the madness and... Takes from there, and yeah. Madness and emotion and drama that ensues that, that goes from, you know, now his father's a snowman. So, do you recommend this movie? I do. Okay. I'll have to watch it. Hundred percent on Netflix. Is it on Amazon? I'm Is not sure. Hulu? I'm Is not sure about Disney that. Plus? I'm not sure. I'll have to watch it because you're you're really selling me on this movie. It's really good. And then then there's like a a rated R version of it. It's like Jack Frost two. Really? Yeah. A rated R version. Mm-hmm. Bored. Okay. I never saw that though. Oh shit. Dave, you know I have a surprise for you, and I I wanted to surprise you. What do you got there? Don't worry. All right, Dave. Um, I went through old Christmas specials, and I want to see your reaction to this one. So this is Shrek-themed, and it's Donkey's Christmas Shrektacular. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you want to read the synopsis? Sure. I've never watched this, but I want to see your reaction. Deck the halls with Donkey's laughter in this all-new holiday collection. Donkey presents his very own caroling stage show featuring his far, far away pals and his merry musical treat with all the trimmings. Join in the fun as they bring their own spectacular spirit to the festive holiday songs. A fun donkey decoration scramble and a hilarious virtual yuletide log that's so funny it's on fire thought that would have been a lot funnier to say but it's insulting that it went right to dvd look at look at donkey he's happy oh, donkey's oh, happy you, you can't deny that man is happiness puss in boots is like sneaky look, look at him he's got something planned explain the cover to me dave it's all the all the B-list characters from Shrek. They're all hanging out. I love the mice, though. Three blind mice are good. Is that you, Gordon? <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> but no, it's it's one it's one of those those um those TV spe- like TV specials. Um, there's one like this for Toy Story too. I think. Is there? I think so. They do a lot of Toy Story specials. They're doing a lot of like like things like that. You know, what this is good too. The the Santa Claus franchise with Tim Allen. I I have not seen the first one in a while. I remember seeing the second one a little bit ago. That was always good. The third one was, wasn't that good, but the first one was, I didn't see the the first one was one. excellent. The second one I liked. I liked the second one too, yeah. Yeah. The escape clause. 
That was the third one, right? No, the third one's with Martin Short, Jack Frost. I thought that was the escape clause. No, the escape the escape clause I think is um is where there's a clause in being Santa Claus where he has to have a wife. Yeah, well that's what the The second one. No, that's uh that's the third one with the third one Martin Short. The third one's Martin Short. The second one is with Julie Andrews. Yeah, well, she's in the third one, too. Yeah, because she's Mrs. Claus. Ah, Dave. Santa Claus. Santa Claus 2. Santa Claus 3. The Escape Clause. Oh. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot <laughs> there, Dave. i never even seen the third one. It has a 4.7 on IMDb. So. <laughs> Jeez. The second, one, the second one's got to be in the sixth. 5.6. That's bad. And the, the first one's in the sixes. 6.4. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Judge Reynolds and them. All three of them. <laughs> Mac Trout! Jim Reynolds! Mac Trout! <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like we have a mistrial. But we also got a hung jury. Hit it. Hit it! <laughs> <laughs> Mac Trout! It's <laughs> <laughs> a little Arrested Development humor for y'all. Um, Christmas movies. Final thoughts, Dave. What do you think? Yes, I mean, like, we're, we're just talking pretty free-range today about, like, some of the Christmas movies that we forgot, the ones that we really liked. We're just, we're pretty much doing, like, like a service to everybody. I know, I know Freeform has their, uh, 25 Days of Christmas. I, I, I call it ABC Family still, but I know it's, like, I think Freeform is what it's called now. They have their... Freeform. They have 25 Days of Christmas, so they have all, all, like, the, the ones that they think are, are good. We're just giving you our take on it. Listen... Freeform wants you to believe that the Polar Express is the greatest Christmas movie ever made. That sucked. No. I like the Polar Express, but it is not the best Christmas movie ever made. No, I, I agree with you. It's it's not that good. So, make your own opinion. Watch whatever Christmas movie you want to watch. If Fred Claus is the greatest Christmas movie you've ever seen... That's the greatest Christmas movie you've ever seen. Like, I'm, I'm not going to judge you for that. It's not a good movie, but I'm not going to judge you for it. Okay? There's, like, one good scene in Fred Claus, and it's, like, when he's it's when he's dancing. When he's teaching the elf how to dance, YouTube it, Fred Claus dance scene, and you will see Vince Vaughn teaching an elf how to dance to Beast of, uh, Rolling Beast, Stones, Beast, Beast of, of Burden. Burden. Watch it. That might be the greatest scene from a Christmas movie ever. But if you start telling me Fred Claus is the best Christmas movie ever made because Freeform told you so, get out. I, I don't want you subscribing to this podcast. Dude, you did it again, dude. You can't keep talking down to subscribers like that. We need them. Everyone has their opinion. If Fred Claus is your favorite Christmas movie, roll with it. Cool. Absolutely. So, Dave, one thing that we have featured with the podcast is a website that someone's been working on, working really hard on for the past like month or so, I would say. And you know, I'm, I'm sure you've looked at it too. And there's there's some great content on there. Yeah. So we we've expanded our our viewership and our reviewership just outside the podcast. You know, it's it's getting a lot to do. You know, to do do our nine to fives and then mm-hmm. do do the storyboarding for this and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So we actually did get an intern to help help us out. Yeah. And yeah. we have him here today. We're we're pretty excited to have him. We do. So, uh, John 
is going to be posting a lot of content on the website for Post Credit Brews. Welcome on the show, John. Do you have anything you want to say regarding the uh, the website, the podcast? You, no. Uh, yeah, it's just postcreditbrews.blogspot.com. Uh, um, you can just get to that anywhere on mobile devices or computers. Um, there's not a, like a ton of content on there, but there is some different types. I think I maybe have three. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I think there's maybe three or four articles on there right now i think there's two reviews there's uh the one for yeah there's one for gemini man which that that one's a, a bit funny because that that movie wasn't uh the, the best but there's one for jexy which was a uh, pretty silly movie that that's a pretty good review on there and then we i know we did do the fan cast as well for the fantastic four which we all contributed to that that one took a lot of time but i think that was a good list to put out i was good thinking of that type of stuff so so now this is like gonna be like your your sole project like so it's whatever whatever you think you think is worth worth revealing and we're gonna give you full range of that yeah Yeah, we're giving john a lot of creative freedom with what he wants to do and i think what's good is like a movie like gemini man i don't really think dave and i really wanted to spend too much time going to see that but like yeah if you want to review it on the website yeah going to the movies is expensive nowadays so like We want to be able to review everything that we possibly can, but you yeah, know, sometimes yeah. we just we just can't get around to it. So mm-hmm. it's also nice just to have that ex- expansion from from yeah. just outside this podcast, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. And I mean, you know, your different things, like not even just reviews, but like yeah, your fan cat or fan casting for the Fantastic Four, I thought was really cool. Anything coming up that you're thinking of writing about, John? Yeah, there's definitely. I definitely want to try and think of like another type of fan cast list or some kind of different story. Uh, maybe you guys can help me brainstorm with that at some point. But uh, two movies that I definitely probably don't think would warrant episodes, like they would warrant you guys talking about them, but I would want to give reviews because I think you'd probably both like them, are um, Honey Boy and Marriage Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have seen both of those, and I definitely think they're movies you guys would like if you haven't seen them. But yeah. I don't think they would really merit needing a full episode, but I definitely want to put their reviews on there. Okay. Cool. And and likewise, we're also we're all open to suggestions for anything. So if you want have something that you would like us to to check out and give a review on, mm-hmm. uh, send us send us a message. Our social media information's in in the description of this episode and in in this show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think you can get, even post on the on the blog itself. Yeah, you can leave comments. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's wide open um, to leave comments. I've been posting links to them on my Twitter, so I think that's gotten more people to click on them, and hopefully, end up clicking on the podcast as well so excellent very cool. good i'm excited for it yeah well we appreciate you stopping by john absolutely um, you know, we're yeah we're excited to see some of the content you're gonna come out with don't and, be a stranger uh, you're welcome to come back on whenever you want yeah definitely Sounds and we're gonna have john on as a guest for a few episodes coming up as well absolutely so, yep and with that being said i hope you know all of us here at postgrader brews we hope you and your families have a wonderful holiday season i'm dave and i'm matt And thank you for listening.